0: Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. I'm so happy you're here today. Oh, this is gonna be an excellent episode. So just sit back and you know, get ready, grab a pen and paper. Um, inner child healing is the most important aspect of my work for couples and individuals. So um our wounded inner child forms our core belief system and so what that means is that so when you're um a child and this starts is from infancy even you know going all the way through adolescence into your do- adulthood you start forming these beliefs and i've talked about this before right and and when you come from a dysfunctional and toxic family the beliefs of who you are what you are how to behave um, what to repress? All, all of these things follow you right into an adult, into adulthood. Um, you know, and actually, next week we're going to um, have an episode on the nine rules that um, are prevalent in a toxic family, dysfunctional family. And no, they're not rules that are put on the refrigerator, you know, for everyone to look at, but they're just unwritten. And this that will help explain also some inner, inner child wounding and how we get to where we get. Um, so anyway, so, so the core material, okay, is the way our internal experience is organized. It, it's composed of our earliest feelings, the beliefs, the memories, you know, and it's formed in responses to the stresses of your childhood environment. And there's a lot, right? If you're in a dysfunctional family and believe me, it functional. Again, you know, I keep saying, it doesn't mean it's tragic all the time. Okay? So please know that. Um, so the core material that you are, you know, that is, is happening based on, you know, the internal experience. Um, it's non-logical. It's primitive. But it was the only way you know your magical little self the vulnerable little self needy and the boundaryless child knew how to survive so once this core material is formed okay it, be- it becomes the filter through which all your new experiences must pass so this explains why okay we're continuously choosing the same kinds of destructive romantic relationships. Why some experience their lives as a series of recycled traumas and why so many of us fail to learn from our mistakes. See, if we wanna change, we have to change our core material. And since it was our inner child who first organized our experiences, making contact with the inner child is the way to tr- change that core mat- uh, material immediately, okay? Uh, This is a huge part of what I do. Like I said earlier with my clients, we go through inner child healing. You must, you must see our reactions. um, So let's say you are 35 years old and you have a reaction that is disproportionate to the situation, okay? So instead of you acting like a mature 35 year old man or woman, You rage out. The anger is overwhelming. You, you know, uh, your reaction is over the top. That reaction isn't coming from that thirty-five-year-old adult, healthy person. It's coming from that five-year-old, six-year-old, ten-year-old, twelve-year-old. I don't, you know, put put the number on it. Wounded, sad, angry, depressed, lonely, scared, um, resentful, inner child. And that's how, you know, these reactions, we keep having these reactions and they keep creating all of the negative events in our life. So we've got to get to the bottom of it. We have to change these core beliefs, these core materials. You know, many people minimize the impact of the childhood and, you know, and get caught up in this compulsion to idealize everything. But you don't have to. Eventually, when you notice all of these triggers in your reactions and you realize your relations, your finances and your life isn't working, that's when you begin to see things for what they really are and what they were. So, you know, a person that are in the grips of the old distress say things that are not pertinent, okay? They do things that don't work. They fail to cope with situations and they endure these terrible feelings that have nothing to do with the present. So here's some of the things that my, my clients have said to me, you know, I couldn't believe I could be so childish. I was 40 years old and I had rage scream until everyone was terrified. Then I would get in my car and leave and I would sit in my car feeling alone and ashamed. That is not coming from a healthy 40-year-old father of three, right? No, 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 no. That is the response to a core belief system, the core material from a a child that, you know, is six, seven, eight, nine years old that was abandoned and abused, right? Um, Another client said once, I was the nice guy, the nicest daddy until I couldn't take it anymore. Then I became the abandoned daddy, the angry daddy, the daddy that walked in and out of my family's life. Again that is a lot of deep hurt that's coming up, right? Yeah, and that's because why the wounded inner child is stuck in there. So what is happening in these scenarios is the person is raging and punishing their family with withdrawal and they're regressing into their childhood where they had swallowed their anger and expressed it. And it was the only way a child could basically withdraw right, by punishing the people around them or, you know, looking at things from a distorted perspective. And now as an adult, they're still doing it. They feel the loneliness and the shame that that little boy felt. So when a child's development is arrested, you know, when the feelings are repressed, especially the feelings of anger and hurt, a person grows up to be an adult with an angry hurt in their child without inside of them. And that's those are where there's re, those reactions are coming from. And so what does this child do? It spontaneously contaminates the person's adult behavior. And at first, yeah, it seems preposterous to many when they first start hearing about inner child healing. Um, but when they start to look at their patterns and the triggers and the reactions, and until we deep dive into their childhood, they're a little bit like. Mm, I don't think so. I don't know how they're, and then all of a sudden, aha, it goes off and their entire life changes. It doesn't take a lot of work, right? Well, it it takes reflection. It takes some work. Yes, it does. I'm not going to say it does. And the work is hard because the emotions that are attached to it. But if you want to live that life that you deserve, desire and dream of, you must heal that inner child. You heal the core belief systems, heal the wounds. You know so so one one of the way that I like to describe the inner wounded inner child is that child contaminates your life, contaminates c o n t a m i n a t e s. Let's go through what these letters mean. C, codependence. every codependent in this planet has a wounded inner child. Oh, offended behaviors. I'm going to go into detail by the way about each one I'm about to list. N narcissistic disorders. T trust issues. A acting out, acting in behaviors, m magical beliefs, i intimacy dysfunctions, N non-disciplined behaviors, a addictive compulsive behaviors, t thought di- distortions, e emptiness, which is like apathy, depression. So let's start going through the letters, okay? So I define codependency as a disease characterized by the loss of identity. You know, we just covered codependency in a big way, and I'll never stop covering codependency. I could talk about it every day, (laughs) right? It's just so because to be codependent is to be out of touch with one's feelings, needs, desires. Codependents are dependent on something outside of themselves in order to have an identity and feel worthy. You know, so, of course, the codependence is fostered in unhealthy systems. It's born in an an environment where there is chronic stress. The child loses touch with their own internal cues, feelings, needs, desires. And what do children need? Security. They need healthy modeling of emotions in order to understand their own inner signals, right? So they also need help in separating their thoughts and their feelings. Which is emotions, which causes the action, the behavior. When the family environment is enmeshed, filled with violence, emotional or verbal abuse, a parent that it continuously is disappearing and then coming back in, mental health issues of a parent. You know what is the child doing? Solely focusing on the outside of themselves, and over time, guess what? That child completely loses the ability to generate self-esteem from within. Well, without a healthy inner life, one is exiled to try to find fulfillment on the outside. And this is codependency and it is a symptom of the wounded inner child. Codependent behavior indicates the person's childhood needs were unmet and therefore he cannot know who he is. Had our childhood needs been met, he would have not, we would not have become adult children. So let's go to the O, offended behaviors. Okay, this is basically where, you know, sometimes the abuser becomes the abused. The wounded inner child is responsible for much of the violence and cruelty in the world. You know what? Hitler was chronically beaten in his childhood. Did you know that? I'm sure you guessed it. He was humiliated, toxically shamed by a sadistic father who was the bastard of the son of a Jewish landlord. And Hitler reenacted the most extreme form of that on millions of innocent people. And most of the time the offender takes no responsibility. Look at the, you know, obviously serial killers, people like Hitler are extreme, but I know plenty of people that instead of healing, they become their parent, they become absent. They abuse their children the way they were bru- bruised. Right. And, but one thing that people don't recognize that these abusers are very scared. And so when they feel fear, It triggers these memories of the scared and fearful little boy or girl. Okay. And of course, like I said, they're in these modern families. They're not as extreme as psychopaths, but they're abusing their children and others. Offender behavior is the result of childhood violence and the suffering and unresolved grief of that abuse. So what happens? The once powerless, wounded inner, inner child becomes the offender adult. It's, it's crazy. So some, you know, in, in and what, what's happening is that the abuse is so terrifying for the child that they basically to survive the pain. They, the child loses their sense of identity and begins identifying with the offender. And then they take on the offender behaviors. Let's look, go into the end, narcissistic disorders. Every child needs to be loved unconditionally, at least in the beginning, without mirroring Eyes of a non judgmental parent or caretaker, a child has no way of knowing who he she is. See, every one of us was a we before we became an I me and my mother, me and my father, me and my grandmother, whoever your main care, caretaker was. We needed to know that we mattered, that we were taken seriously, that we were lovable and acceptable. And we also really needed to know that our caretaker's love could be depended on. Those are healthy narcissistic needs. And if we do not get them, our sense of I am is and was damaged. See, the narcissistically deprived inner child contaminates adult life with an insatiable craving for love, attention, affection, idolization, right? The child's demands will sabotage all of his adult relationships, her relationship. Guess what? Because no matter how much love is forthcoming, it will never be enough. The narcissistically deprived adult child cannot get his his or her needs filled because they're actually, guess whose needs? A child's needs. And children need their parents all the time. They're needy by nature, not by choice. Only grieving the loss will provide healing. Until that is done, that insatiable child will voraciously seek the love and esteem he did not get in childhood. And they take forms of the, you know, the narcissistically deprived adults take various forms. Like, um, they are always disappointed in relationships, one after the other. They're always looking for the perfect lover that's going to fill their needs. They need constantly someone to elevate their self-esteem and self-worth. They seek material and money to give them a sense of worth. And many try to get, you know, um, many will try to get from their children the love and special admiration that they actually couldn't even get from their own parents. Let's move to the T, trust issues. When caretakers, when your parents, your mother, whoever, are untrustworthy, the children develop a sense of deep distrust. The world becomes dangerous, hostile, unpredictable. So guess what? The child always must be on guard and in control. And he comes or she becomes to believe, if I control everything, then no one can hurt me. No one can catch me off guard. No one can abandon me, blah, blah, blah. So it's like this kind of control madness emerges. And then control becomes an addiction. I have clients that are not comfortable unless they control all outcomes. And this control madness, and it is madness, causes severe relationship problems. There is no way to be intimate with a partner who distrusts you. You can't do it. And a person who never learned to trust confuses intensity with intimacy, obsession with care, and control with security. So let's go to the A: acting out, acting in behaviors, acting out. Well, so to grasp how our wounded inner child acts out our unmet need, um, our unmet childhood needs, and the, this unresolved trauma I've talking about, um, I've talked about in the past. You have to understand that the motivating force in our lives is emotion. Emotions are the fuel that moves us to defend ourselves and get our basic needs met. The energy is fundamental. So our anger moves us to defend ourselves. Fear moves us to take flight in the face of danger. Sadness causes us to have tears. With sadness, we grieve our losses and free up our energy to be used in the present. When we are unable to grieve, we cannot finish the past. All the emotional energy relating to our distress or trauma becomes frozen. So unresolved and unexpressed, this energy continually tries to resolve itself. Well, since it's not being expressed in healthy grieving, it's expressed it's in, expressed in abnormal behavior. So acting out, which is or reenacting, it's one of the most devastating ways in which the wounded inner child sabotages their life. See, we have the compulsion to repeat the past. Maybe this time I can get it right. Okay, this is where it comes in big in relationships. Maybe if I am perfect and give. So-and-so, everything he needs, I will matter to him and he'll show me the love and affection that I deserve and love me the way I've never been loved. Well, this is the magical thinking of a child, not the rational thinking of an adult. And we bring that thinking to our adult toxic relationships. So other examples of acting out are, you know, reenactment of violence on others, doing or saying things to our children, what we said we'd never say or do, spontaneous age regression, Temper, temper tantrums, pouting, sort of child does, being inappropriate, rebellious, and carrying on idealized parental rules. So what's acting in? Well, that's we punish ourselves the way we were punished in childhood. We taunt ourselves with criticism, such as, you're an idiot. How could you be so stupid? You are fat. You are ugly. And it's unresolved emotion from the past. It turns against the self. So when a child isn't allowed to do anything for themselves or feel they can't be seen or heard, they become obedient, perfectly obedient, and believe that to express anger is sinful. So what's the result? People feel depressed, apathetic, inept, powerless to achieve their goals. And that emotional energy that is acted in also causes things such as gastrointestinal disorders, headaches, backaches, aches, severe muscle tension, arthritis, heart attacks. Being accident-prone is also a form of acting out, by the way. You know, you're inflicting punishment on yourself through accidents. Let's go to magical beliefs for M. M. People who believe marriage will solve all their problems have magical beliefs. That's magical. If a child is, you know, wounded through unmet dependency needs, they do not grow up. The adult they become is still contaminated by the magical thinking of a child some other you know contaminating uh, magical beliefs or if i have money i'll be okay if my lover leaves me i will die if i overachieve i will be smart if i try hard the world re- will reward me very magical let's go to i intimacy dysfunctions you know so how many adults and I? this was me move between the fear of abandonment and the fear of engulfment Some people are permanently isolated because they're, you know, they fear being smothered. Others, and this is the codependent, refuse to leave destructive unions due to their terror of being alone. And many fluctuate between the two extremes. Now, the wounded inner child is contaminating the intimacy in these relationships because he has no sense of authentic self. And the greatest wounded child can receive is the rejection of themselves. When a parent cannot affirm his child's feelings, needs, and desires, that child rejects the authentic self, then guess what happens? And must happen. A false sense of self must be set up. So, Because why? We have to believe we're loved. And the wounded child behaves the way he thinks he's supposed to to get the love that he deserves. And this false self keeps developing. And guess what? That false self becomes who the person really actually believes they are. And, you know, and and eventually what happens is we forget that that person, that false self, is just an adaption. It's who we had to be in order to survive in the toxic dysfunctional family. And it's impossible to be intimate if you have no sense of who you are. How can you share yourself with another? You can't. You know, this person you got really, this is when boundaries come in, you know, and and these people have, these kids, these children have no boundaries. When a child is wounded through, you know, neglect or abuse or abandonment, the boundaries are violated. And this sets the child up for fear of being abandoned or engulfed. So this is a big deal. And then guess what else is is also compromised? Their sense of value, self-value, their self-confidence. They're always in fear. Without strong boundaries, we can't know where we end and another begins. So we have trouble saying no and knowing what we want, which are crucial behaviors for intimacy and for an adult. If you haven't listened to my podcast on boundaries, please go listen. I think there's two in there. Non-disciplined behaviors. There's the end. By disciplining children, we teach them how to live productively and lovingly. Discipline is a way to actually reduce life suffering. We learn, guess what we learn, that telling the truth, that delaying gratification, that being honest with ourselves and being self-responsible enhances our life's joys and pleasures. But children need parents, guess what? Who model the self-discipline. We learn from what our parents are actually doing, not from what they say or do. So when parents fail to model the discipline, the child becomes undisciplined. When parents rigidly discipline, and guess what? The child becomes overdisciplined, and the undisciplined child dawdles and procrastinates, refuses to delay gratification. I want this now. I'll worry about the consequences later. Rebels, self-willed, stubborn, acts impulsively. Well, guess what? The overdisciplined child is rigid, obsessive, overly controlled, obedient, people pleasing, ravished with shame and guilt. Let's go to A. Addictive, compulsive behaviors. Well, we know this. The wounded inner child is a major major cause of the addictions and the addictive behavior. They have been emotionally abandoned many, many times and possibly physically or sexually abused too. And so the child's core material is composed of, you know, selective perceptions, repressed feelings, false beliefs. And this becomes the filter through which the child who becomes the adult will interpret all new experiences in life. And guess what that child's primitive the primitive child's adaption allows the child to survive ch- childhood, but it's a very poor filter for adult survival. Very, very. See, so feelings can be addictive. Some people are rageaholics. Rage covers up pain and shame. Cognitive addictions are a powerful way to you know avoid feelings. You're just living in your head. Thinking can be a way to avoid the feelings okay um some people actually even get um addicted to sadness and grief well sad addict addict sadness has become that state of being, being. and you know there's even pair um most likely you know you know someone who is addicted to fear what do fear addicts tend to do catastrophize everything and awfulize it all they become worry warts i was a catastrophizer i was the person that a headache is a brain tumor a clogged uh, milk duck from when I was breastfeeding was actually breast cancer, right? So, and then you know about the addictions to drugs, eating disorders, all of it. Guess what? That's all, all a byproduct of the wounded inner child. It's, it's this, it's this. It's in a constant state of craving, insatiable neediness. T, thought distortions. Children are absolutizers. That means that the quality of a child's thinking is manifested by an all-or-nothing polarity. If you don't love me, you hate me. There is no in-between. If my father abandons me, all men will abandon me. Children are non-logical. This is manifested, you know, in what has been described as emotional reasoning. Reasoning. I feel a certain way, therefore, it must be this way. If I feel guilty, I'm a rotten person. See, children need healthy modeling in order to learn to separate thought from emotion, to think about feelings, and to feel about thinking, right? Okay, because children are egocentric. They personalize everything. If dad has no time for me, I'm not okay. Something's wrong with me. Children, you know, interpret abuse in this way. Egocentricity is a normal and natural condition of childhood, not a sign of moral selfishness. Abuse is not. Children are just not capable of taking another person's point of view. So when a child's development dependency needs are not met, guess what? In an adult, he is, he's contaminated by that inner child's mode of thinking. It's an absolutist thinking. Let's go to the final one: empathy, emptiness, which is apathy, depression. Right. So this wounded inner child contaminates the adult's life with low-grade chronic depression, which is experiences emptiness. And again, it's all the result of you know adopting this false self, leaving the true self behind and this abandonment of the true self amounts to having this empty place inside of us. And when a person has lost their authentic self, well, guess what? They've lost contact with their true feelings, their needs, their desires. And what one experiences instead are feelings required by the false sense. For example, being nice is a common false component. A nice woman never expresses anger or frustration. They're just nice all the time. 24 four I'm not going to say exactly what I mean. I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm never going to say no. And guess what? They're so angry and frustrated. But they'll never show it until they will. And then it gets ugly. Okay? So it's an act. It's basically all an act. You're just standing on the sidelines watching your life go by. Emptiness is also experiences apathy. Uh, and, you know, what's apathy, you really don't have any emotions one way or the other. And when our inner child is wounded, we feel empty, depressed. Life has a sense of unreal reality about it, right? We're there, but we're not in it. And that emptiness leads to loneliness. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today on Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. Go to my website. On my website, you will find my blog. You will find how to follow me on Instagram. You will find three different freebies that are PDFs that I use to work with my clients. Um, Yeah, my my website is a plethora of information, www.heatherkatherinecardner.com. Um, And again, I hope wherever you are in the world today, whatever continent, whatever time it is, that you are happy, well, and healing.